Hello, City Church. This is City Church together for Friday, January 14th. We are back after, I know we've been a little bit inconsistent on the podcast, um, and we're going to be as consistent as we need to be. I can promise you that. Uh, but we are here Friday. We'll have another one for you Tuesday, and uh, we are working on some things this year, so be patient with us. But I want to start off um, after our um, after the last time that we were with you where you talked about risk. Um, I want to start off by uh, previewing the first sermon series of the year, which is going to be a sermon on habits called Radically Normal. And in Radically Normal, um, the idea is uh, radically meaning rooted, but also meaning uh, the way that we typically take the meaning radical, which is to be um, or one of its meanings to be completely sold out to something um, as a, are you a radical follower of Jesus? Yes, I am very rooted. Um, and radical tends to go against normality. So we think that we think there's a difference between being radical and being normal. Um, but what we're trying to do in this upcoming sermon series is to so actually no, uh, being radical and being normal have a lot to do with each other. Um, normal being defined as routine, the everyday things. And there is so much of being radically sold out to Jesus and, and radically in the sense of rooted to Jesus that has to do with everyday, ordinary, boring decisions that you have to make. Um, because you are going to be shaped by two things, story and habit. What story you believe is going to shape you and what habits you give yourself to will shape you. Believe me. There is no um, there. There is no one who is living neutral in any of those categories. You have habits, whether you chose them or not, is the question, and you are living by a story, whether you chose it or it was handed to you like a script, is the question. So um, that's what we're going to do in this upcoming sermon series: talk about radically normal, and um, talk about storied living by. Um, everyday habits, okay? So, all that said, it is a new year, and we are now, you know, almost halfway through the first month. Here is my first admonition to you, City Church, and all of our fair listeners about this land. Do not be discouraged about reading the Scripture because the plan that you chose, you are already 14 days in behind on, all right? So, we're going to talk about um, today because this is what we'll be doing here, journals, through moving forward, is the City Church plan for reading Scripture this year. Now, um, last year, the daily Bible reading plan we had was a a five-day-a-week plan instead of a a seven-day-a-week plan, and it was short burst of Scripture, um, small, uh, small portions of Scripture, um, so that we left plenty of time for meditation or journaling, etc. Um, I love that. I had a great time with it and learned a lot and shared a ton of uh, here journals with you. Um, but this year, we are taking a different approach. So I want to tell you what that approach is if you haven't already encountered it. And I want to, in case you have encountered it and you're kind of freaking out a little bit, um, I want to explain why this approach to this year and hopefully at a little higher level here explain ways that we go about reading the Bible and what is good and healthy in the terms of way that you approach Scripture. All right, first thing to note is that it is good to read the Bible in different ways 
at in different seasons. So um, I will sometimes have a year where I read the Bible through in a year. Uh, sometimes we'll have, um, I will just read New Testament books. Sometimes I will just read Old Testament books. Sometimes I will read one book over and over and over. Sometimes I'll concentrate on slow reading and meditation. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll read as much as I possibly can just to get the picture. All right, so we are doing the uh, Robert Murray McShane plan. All right, it's named after um, the, the, the pastor who sort of founded this method. And um, the, that is, you have four different readings a day from four different places in the Bible. So we started in Genesis, Ezra, um, Matthew, and Acts. Genesis, Ezra, Matthew, and Acts. So that's taking you to a gospel. It's taking you to um, uh, the start of the non-gospel New Testament letters. Um, and then it starts you in... Um, uh, at the beginning of the Old Testament and the Torah, and then also um, in the middle of the Old Testament when we start to get into um, writings and prophets with Ezra. Okay. Why did we go from, well, let's have a small reading five days a week to four chapters a day, seven days a week? Um, it is because there are things that you get from reading Scripture at a, uh, we'll call it a fast and high level. Um, in other words, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a lot in a day and I'm not really going to slow down. The same way you get, you get a different understanding of the earth when you fly over it than when you drive through it. And arguments can be made. The way to really know what the earth is like is to fly over it. Why? Well, because you, you can see the patchwork of fields and you can see, you know, what cities are doing uh, in terms of, you know, pollution and you can see um, ball fields and here's how, it's, here's how it's beautiful and this is, you know, how, th- this is what the earth looks like from, from 10,000 feet. And then someone could argue, no, 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 the, the earth is actually, if you really want to know what earth is like, you need to be down on the ground. You need to be walking around and talking to people. You need to experience it as normal humans' experiences. The air is for birds, not for humans. And you see how you can go back and forth on that, and there's something in that description of both ways of seeing the earth that you know, yeah, that's kind of true. You know, if you've had an experience in a hang glider on an airplane or a high mountain peak, you know looking down on the earth offers you a kind of perspective that is helpful. You also know, yeah, but being down there in the ground with my feet in the soil, that too gives me a healthy perspective. It is the same way with the scripture. Um, You will get a different understanding and viewpoint by reading Old and New Testament together in different places of the Bible all on the same day than you will, and we're going to spend, like, you know, like we did this last time, you know, a, a month or two or three in Luke, all right? You're going to get something different from, I'm going to read four chapters from, I'm going to read four verses. Um, it's not, one is not necessarily better than the other. I think both are helpful and necessary, um, and I would still encourage you to journal but this time, you're not going to really be able to journal on the whole passage, or you may, need, may not even be able to find connections. But what, what, what might come up from time to time is that you start seeing the big picture, the story of the Bible as a whole. If you, if you ever listen to hear journals that, that I've done on here and thought, um, and maybe you haven't, I could be fooling myself with this, but just in case, and thought, how does, 
how does Trevor come up with all these linking things without, you know, where he references this and he pulls us over from one part of the Bible over into another part of the Bible? How does he do that? Is that his seminary training? Is that his, you know, does he read a devotional before he comes in here? Is he researching? And for the most part, the, the those other things might be true from time to time. It might be helpful from time to time. For the most part, it's because I've done um, the airplane reading of the Bible, because that gives me a map to know where are things in the Bible and what is a general book of the Bible saying and how does that relate to other books of the Bible. So that when you do get down into the micro, you got feet on the soil and you see something up close, you can go, you know, using the earth example, if I'm in, if I'm in Brazil and I bend down and I'm on the ground and I look at a flower and I see an insect there and so I'm just real micro because I've flown over different places and seen, I can go, ah, I know where there are other flowers like this in other places. And I know what happens when all of those flowers get together or when a macro, you know, like, that's the way that, that what I hope will be as you go through the Bible in this fashion this year, I hope those connections will start to make sense. I hope that you will find yourself making more connections from Old Testament to New Testament and in between passages this year, perhaps than you did last year in Bible reading or here journaling, okay? Now, let's talk now about that feeling of getting behind, okay? That feeling of getting behind. Um, first off, um, well, I won't be able to do that one right now because I can't, re- I was going to tell you a joke, but but um, I forgot it. It was it was a it was an original. I made it up, uh, but I won't do that because I can't remember it offhand, and I would only embarrass myself. So, but let's 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 indeed talk about getting behind. When you have four passages a day, four chapters a day, seven days a week, all it takes is one day to feel like you're behind. In fact, this happened to me this last weekend. We had the snow. I kept up till Friday, and then Saturday ended up being a wash for my reading time. And then Sunday came, and I preached, and, and, and all of a sudden, I found myself on Monday morning going, uh-oh, I am two days behind. That means if I stay up today, I'm reading three chapters in four books. That's 12 chapters in a day. Now, I was able to do it. It is doable. Here's what I tell you. Don't feel it, it is better for you to miss a day and just pick up with whatever day we're on. Don't feel behind because you missed a chapter two. Now, if you're going nuts and you're like, I've got to get this in, then, man, I bet you'll be motivated to just go back and, and read it and get it in. It is better for you to just pick up on whatever day and start from there. You, you miss a chapter or two. You miss a reading. I would rather you keep up. And the best way to do that is don't let it build. You know, you miss a day of reading scripture and then you just, well, I missed yesterday. I'll just miss today too. I'll miss the next day. And then all of a sudden the habit that you've been trying to form is just not there. That's the other thing about reading every day is it can, it, it has, you can build a habit faster. Okay. We are, so those are the reasons why we're challenging ourselves with this this year. Um, if you like, this is, um, let me give you some resources now, because if, if you're like, this is too much for me and this is, you know, I, I don't think I can do this and I don't want to, I don't want to give myself too much that I won't commit to. One is I commend you for knowing what your limits are and saying, I need something smaller. Um, on the CSB Bible app, on the CSB Bible app, um, if you go to on the top, 
if you go to where it says plans, and I think all most Bible apps are going to have, I know the ESV has plans, so there are just a million different things you can do. You just type in Bible reading plans on the internet, you'll get so much. I'm just trying to keep it simple. But on the CSB Bible app, you can type plans, and they have a three-year plan and a one-year plan. And so if you need an alternative, that's one thing that you can do is do the three-year plan instead of this one-year plan. Uh, the one-year plan is the one that we're doing. All right. Another thing you can do is instead of reading four of the passages, just pick one of them. Like, just I'm going to start in the New Testament, or I'm going to start in Genesis, and I will keep up with the reading, but only in one area. That is fine, too. The point is, build a habit where you're seeing a bigger overall picture of Scripture. That's a Scripture picture, okay? All right. Finally, um, this I've actually found helpful to me. It was recommended. Um, Anthony Fontaine, one of our one of our other elders, um, recommended it to me. Um, this very plan, actually, and we'll, we'll put this in our show notes, um, has a, there's a podcast that is a very short, it goes along with the, the plan, and so it'll, it'll pop up every day if you subscribe to it in podcast. It's called um, Read the Bible. It's the Gospel Coalition, Read the Bible, um, and you'll see it there. Again, this is the Robert Murray McShane plan, if you're ever looking for the name of it. Um, but every day, there is a three to seven minute devotional on one of the passages that you read for that day. And so those are days that, you know, we don't have a hear journal on it, and you're like, I'd love some more insight on this. You you could just pop that in as a podcast, very short. If you're anything like me, you're listening one and a half to two times, and so, you know, a seven-minute podcast is three and a half, or a three-and-a-half-minute podcast is is um, just under, you know, two minutes. Um, so it, it just is a way to focus and give you some, uh, give you a, a short meditation on the passage. So all that said, I hope all of that is helpful. Don't turn reading the scripture into a chore that you hate. Make sure that to start new habits, you're pairing something enjoyable with it. So when you read the Bible, eat a piece of chocolate, um, have your coffee with it, you know, have whatever, go, whatever is something that you really want to do, um, Pair that with scripture reading. Give yourself a little treat as you read the scripture, and that will actually help your mind and your body to lean into it more. Ooh, I really want my you know piece of chocolate with my coffee this morning, so I'm definitely reading scripture. Now, you can't be cheating on that either. You know, you can't eat the chocolate if you didn't read the scripture. All right, just just little mind, Jedi mind tricks that help build habits. And I hope reading the scripture will be one for these this year. We will still be doing City Church together. Um, here journals with you this year. We are honored to do that. We hope that you're benefiting from it. Um, and uh, we will, again, include that phone number in this in case you want to send us a text. Um, we would love, um, I, th- I think we've communicated some that, you know, if, if you're if you're blessed by the podcast, send it. we would actually just love a roll call. Like, hello, if you're listening to the podcast, just text us. Text us. Hey, I'm listening from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That would be great because that that helps us kind of deal with our numbers and we know what repeats are, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we'll include that number in um, at the front of this in our intro. You probably already heard it. And uh, just remember to go back to the front and get that number and, and text us. We would love to hear from you. Happy Bible reading in 2022. City Church, let me pray for you. And then you can go multiply the gospel. Let's be silent and pray. Heavenly Father, you have revealed yourself to us uh, in word and in spirit, and we are so grateful. And as 
we read the scripture this year, will you show us beautiful and wonderful things from your word? Will you help us to see more of you and understand more of you so that we can better not only believe it and live it ourselves, but also share it with others? Father, give us perseverance as we read. Help us um, to uh, continue, even in times that we um, that we don't get our reading in for that day, just to pick it up the next day and start again. We are honored to have your Holy Scripture with us, and it is a privilege to be able to read it, even sometimes when we have to bribe ourselves with chocolate. But thank you for chocolate, too. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.